0: This is where we would insert some sort of witty music that only Dan really can connect to this podcast. Hi, friends. We're back. And it's just Nick. It's a Nick and Nick podcast because Dan is too drunk to taste this podcast. Nick, how are you doing? Good, man.
1: Drafts over, so now it's all the fun of going through, seeing ranking and all your scouting and see how it paid off. It's a fun, fun week or so.
0: We've been on hibernation for what, like our last podcast was was it back in February? Do we have one in March?
1: Um. Well, we haven't had one since the league turned over because we haven't talked about any of my trades. So it's January.
0: Yeah, so that checks out. So probably late January was our last tra- our last podcast. So we have a lot to catch up on. Um, this week or this week podcast, we're gonna go over. We got I think five trades, six trades. Um, to recap and then Nick put together a nice mock draft of the first round and we're gonna run through that real quick and kind of just touch base on some of those picks what we're thinking you know will there be surprises because for the teams that didn't make the playoffs or for those that are lucky to have draft picks this is their Super Bowl or my Super Bowl I should say your Super Bowl Nick Um, so should we jump into it? Let's
1: go for it. Pretty much every trade involves me, so...
0: <laughs> you you, or Stefan make up 100% every trade, trades, I think. Yeah. All right, so the first one, of course, you and Stefan. Uh, in this deal, Nick, you received Nick Chubb and the seventh pick in the upcoming fourth round of the uh, rookie draft. And in return, Stefan received Rashad Bateman and then the fifth and twelfth pick in the second round. Um. Before, I guess we jump into your thoughts, I mean, my quick reaction, Nick, is um, up up until the trade deadline, it seems like Stefan was really pushing his players um, to move, some of his older guys. And you didn't really know, is he trying to blow it up? Is he trying to get value? But um, sure enough, you know, one of the, the first trade in the new league, league year, he trades Nick Chubb. And um, from a value perspective, I don't hate it. Um, it's Dynasty's landscape is changing by the year and it's adapt or die. And, you know, even just two years ago, I think a running back with a Chubb's caliber would fetch a lot more. But nowadays, I think there's a lot of apprehension when it comes to acquiring running backs, particularly ones that aren't, you know, besides maybe a couple of them. Um, So for this one, and I speak and the nature of the league, like it didn't seem like an egregious overpay by any means, but it seemed like fair value. So from Stefan's perspective, I'm pretty okay with that because he was flush with running backs. And from your perspective, Nick, you have a ton at, at this time, you know, several months ago, you had a ton of draft picks, you know, you had a whole bunch of ammo, but you had that gaping hole at running back. So I totally get it from your perspective.
1: Yeah, like like you said, I had more draft picks than roster slots and I needed, I wasn't going to get low picks anymore with my roster actually turning into something. and. I had a massive hole at running back and I really only liked probably the top two, maybe three running backs in this draft. Mm -hmm. And at the time I didn't have the first overall pick. So I needed to (laughs) kind of figure out what I wanted to do to try and fill that. And, you know, Chubb, it was a good price. I had God knows how many second rounders and Bateman hurt a little, but with the draft, it hurts a lot less.
0: Yeah, what a turn of events. I mean, we'll cover that shortly. But Bateman looked like he could be an intriguing piece. And I guess there was also a little bit of unknown with Lamar, right? But he was back, and, you know, then safe flowers entered the picture. Um, But so at this point, I'm curious, like, you obviously talked with Stefan. Did you get the impression, like, Stefan was 100% going to blow things up? Or what was your impressions after or around this trade?
1: Yeah, he was... I felt like he was blowing it up because we okay. were talking, some We had him talk trades almost every day, it seems at this point.
0: Okay.
1: Um, so yeah, we were working through a lot of his vets. It looks like he was going, um, but not having your first for the next two years kind of makes blowing it up tough. So I didn't know if he was actually going to do it or not, but yeah, with how the trades progress, I kind of lean that he's going that way.
0: Okay. Well, yeah. So at this point, from my perspective, I thought he just was going for value and I thought he got some assets, you know, this a mid-second, a late-second and Rashad Bateman that he could potentially flip um, if he wanted to help himself with the contending piece. Um, but, you know, fast forward about, I don't know, two months, uh, you guys got together with another deal. And in this deal, Nick, you received Keenan Allen and in return, Stefan received Nico collins and a 2025 second round draft pick that is Adam's. My first reaction when I saw this is, what in God's name is Stefan thinking? I mean, this second is, I mean, at this point it's two years off. It's Adam's pick. And Adam's the only one that like wants to like win this division, apparently. So I think he's just gonna perpetually keep falling upwards with his trade. So I don't think it's gonna be an early second round pick. Um and Nico Collins, I legitimately think he's you know I don't want to say waiver fodder but he's like not a difference maker Keenan Allen he's getting up in there in age but he's just when he's on the field he's a consistent high-end wide receiver too and again he is getting up in there in age he's going to be 32 coming up shortly but I thought this was an absolute slam dunk for you as you transition from rebuilding to now significantly contending with the second move of the offseason
1: yeah I mean Anyone who's been in a lot of leagues with me, I have an unhealthy obsession with Keenan Allen. Yep. I love him. He is, his game just ages like fine wine. It's not like a Mike yeah. Evans where it's a jump ball. He just has such crisp routes. And like you said, when he's on the field, which for the last four years, I guess, discounting this last year, mm-hmm. he's just consistent. And, yeah, big time. you know, I need those players. My wide receiver core at the time was three rookies, And Cooper Cup. Yeah. They're not rookies, but we're former rookies. So, second year players that just weren't consistent. And if I'm going to compete, I need the consistency. And, you know, now having Cup and Allen, my wide receiver group at the time, I felt was really good. Yeah. This was definitely a move to shore up and make sure I'm competing and I'm competing consistently, not just having, you know, high scores every other week or random high scores, but. I'm up in that
0: top tier every week now. No, definitely. I agree with that because I think your roster kind of reminded me at, at this point, even with the Keenan Allen trade, and I know there's some more deals coming um, kind of reminded me of Sam's roster from like two years ago. You like look at it and it's like really sexy. Cause you got like a whole bunch of young players, but like, and like they're good, like they've showed promise, but like they are just so inconsistent and that just does not often translate to consistent wins. I mean, it can, but it's pretty rare that all of them are just gonna like follow in a, the similar like growth period and like just grow and like score like and become studs at the same time. I think they all will eventually, but like it just might not happen this season. So that was definitely a question mark when I saw your team prior to this trade, and I totally got it from your perspective. From Stefan, this is where I'm like shaking my head. I'm like. I guess you are blowing it up and you're just losing value and just pissing it away you don't have a first-round pick this year you, well at this time you don't have a first-round pick um at this point excuse me you don't have one next year you don't have one in 2025 like i hope why why do you think stefan wants to blow it up i mean i'm not going to tell anyone like what to do i'm a hands-off commissioner i think if you have a goal go for it but like when you look at that division do, does it make sense? It does and it doesn't. This kind
1: of reminds me of how my roster was before I blew it up. Mm -hmm. You can go as far as your quarterbacks take you. At the time, he had Stafford, Prescott, and Cousins. Yeah. Cousins and Stafford, a year or two, maybe. I mean, everyone thought Cousins was going to get replaced in this draft. Stafford is just a shell of his former self. And Prescott's probably his ace so you want to try and get the value before you have a ben roethlisberger or a tom brady like you want to get some value so i get Mm -hmm. blowing it up beforehand kind of like what i did with baker he was still a starter but i kind of moved it so i get that and it's not like he had picks to get younger his team is insanely old so i guess rather be a year early than a year late so i get that but in his division
0: division field
1: carcasses and get third in the division
0: i i thought even before these even after the chubb trade i thought stefan was still the best team in that division
1: yeah i probably would not argue with that
0: i yeah i i get it you know rebuilding it it oftentimes is it's better to be a year early than a year late but I, I guess it's just what you, you just accept it's a sunk cost that you don't have your first round pick but it's going to sting when you trade away the second or third overall pick in next year's draft and Marvin Harrison is coming to the board or something in that spot or Brock Bowers or Drake May or Caleb Williams or some other stud like especially I, don't know. I don't yeah, it, know, man. I'm confused a little tough. bit It's tough. Like I get it but also like I just I, th- I think he, You're not getting, like, a premier asset. Like, it's not like he got, like, from the, like, whoa. I don't know. I I just, I wish I would have seen, like, a better player.
1: But Keenan Allen is one of those players that you're never going to get his value. Yeah. Like, no one wants to trade for him besides my (laughs) obsession. Yeah. So, I was the perfect partner. And even I wasn't willing to shell out much because he is a 32-year-old wide receiver that, I think has a year or two left, and you don't know.
0: Fair, I guess.
1: But you also look at he's getting some young ass. He got a young ass set that is questionable and a draft pick, and he's still the top team in the division probably after these two trades. So he acquired probably three yeah. second-round picks, two young wide receivers, and is still the number one team in his division.
0: Yeah, I mean, at, at this point— can happen- Yep, I would agree with that. Um, definitely. Um, all right, we move on to the next Stefan trade this offseason. And this one involved a different Nick. I was in it. Um, in this deal, I received uh, Samaje Perrine. And in return, Stefan received Tyquan Thornton and the courtesy $1 in Fab. Nick, as an outsider, what were your thoughts on this one? I have no word.
1: Like, okay, that's neat. <laughs> I don't <laughs> I don't know. It didn't... I don't know if people traded bench players, but I guess you can.
0: Yeah. I mean, from my perspective, I thought it was a little bit of a gamble, but I mean, I had Jermonte Williams. I don't know what my team's going to look like this year. I could be... You know, the division, like... Uh, well, a future podcast will go deep dive into how things are looking, but our division is loaded this year. It is arguably, I think, the most stacked division in the league's uh you know four or five year history whatever we're at now um so I don't know if I'm contending or not but I thought Perrine was someone that is maybe undervalued at this point we don't know when Javante will be back and if when he does come back this year you know how quickly he'll be ready for a workload um Payton prioritized him in free agency Perrine so if he dodged the draft you know if a high running back I thought maybe we could see some you know, some significant production for him. So that either helps me from a contending perspective or maybe I could flip him for something else. So, you know, this was about two weeks ago um, and the draft ca- came and Perrine, I think, dodged things. So I'm optimistic about what Perine could potentially bring to the um, Broncos this upcoming season. Any other thoughts on this, Nick, before we move on? No,
1: I mean, it, it makes sense. You have Williams, might as well get, you know, the, Geo Bernard to mix and type thing. So it makes sense.
0: Okay.
1: Just, it's one of those moves where if you don't it, have Williams. Yeah. It doesn't make sense, but especially when you're not sure you're competing
0: because then you're just adding. It is a little try. odd seeing um, handcuffs, if you want to call them, or backups. Yeah. But it is also odd seeing like these types of players moved, I think, ahead of August. Oh, So, for sure. and that was something I wanted, why I kind of specifically thought this one out. I wanted to um, jump on it before maybe value grew. Um, All right. Well, let's move on to the, I think this is the granddaddy of the the off season so far. And this involved you and Steve, and this was a doozy. In this deal, Nick, you acquired the first overall pick, AKA B. John Robinson. And in return, Steve got Chris Olave, the 10th overall pick and a 2024 first overall draft pick that is Kevin's, and of course the one dollar in Fab, courtesy of course. Yeah,
1: so I don't know how to remove the Fab. I was because the trade started. This trade's been going on for a while, and it started <laughs> as like this massive trade, and he threw on the Fab, and I didn't know how to get
0: rid of the Fab, so it stuck. <laughs> if you scroll all the way down, like but. To the last below the draft, draft
1: dollar or below graphics yeah. oh.
0: and you click on it and then i think you have to like manually type in zero yeah fuck that so i mean wow like this deal like so i think from my perspective and i think probably anyone that's like been as anal as us like following this stuff like we knew b john was going to be the number one overall pick i feel like it's been a given since october um with how the quarterbacks have looked and, you know, not really maybe taken a step to amazing eliteness. Um, But, you know, with where Steve is at in his rebuild and how things are looking, like he doesn't necessarily fit his timeline, right? Like, yeah, you're going to take B-John if you don't, you're not going to like pass on him to take a quarterback, but like, it's not the preferred route in an ideal world. So this trade, I mean, Crystal Lavi like right now in startup draft, he's going in the early third round in super flex leagues. B. John's going in late first, early second. Um, Well, prior to the NFL draft, I think that might tick up um, in the coming days. But then to get like a 10th overall pick in this draft and then Kevin's first next year, I mean, I think for, for Steve, I don't think you could do better. I think this is exactly the type of deal you want to do. You get a young wide receiver headlining and two first. I mean, I think it's great for him, and from your perspective, Nick, I think you, you have wide receiver depth. You have access first, thanks to many trades, a.k.a. Noah Fant trade. And shit, like why not? Um, Nick, can you shed any personal insight on this in your perspective? Yeah,
1: that was my theory. Is I desperately need a running back. I yep. didn't like well at the time where I was sitting at one five and one ten. Mm-hmm. I I could have possibly gotten Gibbs, but I Mm -hmm. wasn't really over the moon about him. I definitely didn't think he'd go 12th or whatever overall he did. So, yeah, that
0: That may have changed
1: a little, but
0: Mm -hmm.
1: getting Bijan, I have him and Walker, which took a little bit of a hit (laughs) yesterday or today, yesterday, yesterday, yesterday. I have, I think most dynasty rankings, two of the top three or four dynasty running backs right now yeah and my team's just hitting its window so that's he wins so that's super exciting and like you said i had the wide receiver depth alave was good promising but you know kind of garrett wilson is the apple in the eye for that rookie class that i had
0: I, i'm curious um if you're willing to shed any lights or in this was Olave like always a centerpiece was there any talk with london well, garrett it wilson? started
1: as four first round picks
0: yep i heard that yeah so
1: that i wasn't doing so then Uh i was like you know let's pivot i'll do two first this year in a future that didn't kind of go my way Mm -hmm. so i'm like all right uh, Olavi or london i'll have your pick i'll give you but if we do one of them i'm not doing one five i'm keeping that okay and then you can pick whatever 23rd first you want and that's kind of how we got to where we were okay yeah. So it was a bit of back and forth. I think I started bugging Steve in like December. <laughs> so definitely we got there, which was nice, but it took a bit.
0: No, definitely. I mean, I think it's a doozy, but I think I. So it's it's easily like four plus first like a value like he gave up. Like a, a lobby, obviously he isn't like a liquid like two first, but like in a vacuum, he's not going for less than two first. So I think, I mean, th- there's not many players that are worth this much. Again, you still have future draft pick value. It's not yeah, like I you still have
1: at, three future firsts.
0: Yeah. We're not looking at like Adam's like draft, like board or, you know, draft pick like cupboard or Kevin's draft pick cupboard. Like I have a lot of value or, you know, a, a good chunk of value. So, I mean, I love it from your team. I mean, it just be John Fitz and, you know. He seems yeah, like the lack of locks.
1: The entire Falcons offense.
0: Right. So that I'm hurt. I'm just waiting for the Ritter trade to come through. I do
1: need a third <laughs> quarterback, desperately.
0: hmm Desmond Ritter would complete things. But no, I think this I think this is great for you, and I think for Steve it's a no-brainer. Um, you know, it, it'd be fun to have B John, why not? But I think this is the smarter approach to a rebuilding team and when you look at steve's team i mean it's it's still not great i mean he had multiple firsts last year but i mean what does he have to show for it i mean james cook johan dotson and sky, sky Moore. Moore. like you know h- hate to be that guy but like those are probably some not ideal picks um so yeah, it's not sky even Moore like went
1: before a
0: well, he he wrote he that run, yeah. Um, but like he's just not even close to contending. Like B. John would help, but it would be like, you know, putting chrome spinners, spinner wheels on like a freaking Geometra or something. Like,
1: yeah. I mean, it makes sense too, because like you said, he's not really close to competing, yep. and he set himself up. I think he's almost a lock for Caleb Williams.
0: Oh yeah, like we have never seen a team this far out like a a lack of locks after this trade with no b john like steve is lapping the field with locking up the one dot one i don't think it's close
1: that's a hell of a person to lock it up for too
0: yeah we you know b john obviously we knew going into this year like he was the dude maybe a quarterback could could jump up but he he's been the dude for like two plus years now um Caleb williams is that for the 2024 class absolutely um, all right. Um, any other insight or quirks on this one, Nick? Did you ever walk away or consider walking away, um, or was your intention no. of always well, getting
1: the this four done? first? Well, the I considered walking away. That one, yeah, does not happen because it's all liquid assets. Alavi, like you said, he maybe he has that value, but at least for the first round, I can fire it off, and someone's like, oh yeah, I take a first for that rather. Yeah. Oh, Alavi. Well, I need this plus you know something smaller because he has a little more value. It's like, no, I have. I have the liquid bullets to kind of keep firing.
0: Yeah, no, I get it. Totally smart. Um, All right, let's move on to, well, at least for now, your last trade um, of this offseason. And you and Stefan got back for a doozy. In this deal, Nick, you received Josh Jacobs and Debo Samuel. And in return, Stefan received the fifth overall pick, Alec Pierce, Pierce Cade Otten, and a 2025 second round draft pick that is property of yours. So, okay, you know, you could jump in first.
1: We have been talking a Jacobs trade
0: um, since last year. I think I remember you talking about this. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I want to say around, yeah, last year. And then I've always kind of needed, like you said with the Keenan Allen, I needed kind of consistent, maybe not young, but a wide receiver that's going to put up consistent a proven games. guy.
0: Debo's yeah. proven.
1: He that's where I kind of my well, heart okay. part in this trade is. Like Let he's me had one it. good year, and it was mainly as a running back. And now they have CMC, which yeah. kind of scares me a bit. Which I guess when I they, say
0: proven, I mean like we. So Drake London, Drake London, we know he's going to be a stud. It is a when, not if. Mm-hmm. But we don't know if it's going to happen this year. We don't know if it's going to happen next year. Like it might be. Midway through the 2024 season, like he just fully figures it out and this offense figures out how to, for him to function, or maybe it happens next year, but we know like Debo is going to consistently get you like the 12 to 13 points. Yep. You can, you know, you're not going to like have heartbreak putting him in your lineup.
1: No. And that's what I kind of wanted is, and
0: I needed to diversify my
1: assets. I had way too much uh, Atlanta Falcons and I'm not the biggest Ritter fan. Yep. Yep. So, now I'm pretty diversified. I can
0: play, and if
1: Atlanta's on a buy, I'm not missing three-fourths my roster.
0: Yep. No, so, I mean, so this, honestly, like, Stefan, like, I'm sorry. Like, I, I normally really like Stefan's moves. I think Stefan is a very savvy trader. I think, like, you know, I usually, like, if I disagree or I think it's off, like, I have to, like, wait a second and, like, comprehend it. And I'm like, okay, I get this. But this trade, like, this was just, in my opinion, like, this lit fire or lit value on fire and just, like, pissed away, like, 40% of, like, what I think he should get. I know, like, the fifth overall pick, like, that is a nice piece. But everything else, like, K. Dotton, like, no, like, Baker Mayfield is going to make this guy relevant. Alec Pierce, like, I didn't love him before. We, we knew Indy was getting a quarterback, but I didn't love him before. Like, they drafted one, but, like, now they have, like, um Anthony Richardson, they drafted, you know, Josh Downs. Like I'm not a big fan. And then the 2025 second round draft pick. Why is it not Stefan's pick? He's certainly going to be rebuilding then. And like in my mind, a first of value is missing here. So I just don't love it. And I think Josh Jacobs and Debo Samuel, like I think you could have done better. I mean, I guess you really want the fifth, and that's what pushed us over for Stefan, but like I really I don't want to say hate that's too strong of a word but like I really 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 dislike this trade for Stefan and I'm baffled honestly when I saw it go down like I, I thought I was missing something like Jacobs just tore his ACL or something or Debo was suspended for gambling at the Niners facility because it just did not pass the small test at all for you Nick it, it's a home run like this completes like I'm sure there's going to be more moves you're going to do I know you know, the third quarterback, you know, maybe another tight end. If you want to have pits like security, like you might do, but like chef's kiss, like after this trade, because this really sets you up nicely.
1: Yeah. I'm here's hoping, you know, I think I can compete with Sam. So that's really all I can ask for. I mean, he's defending champion, probably the best roster. So here's
0: hoping. Yeah. I mean, This, it's, we knew your team was going to be good this coming year, um, even without some of the trades, but you've, at least on paper, you've maneuvered and acquired some proven vets and, you know, haven't hamstered yourself too much in the future to keep uh, moves open, but wow, I just cannot believe, you know, this deal, um, was this deal done after the first round of the NFL draft, or what was the timeline with this one again? Yes, this was done Friday. Okay. So we no, saw. the day
1: ago. So that'd be Friday. Yeah. So this is after I saw Gibbs go to a three headed monster of a backfield. And I.
0: We saw three quarterbacks go in the top four. We know B. Yeah. John where he went. Okay.
1: So this is when I needed to diversify ASAP. And. I wasn't insanely comfortable with the 1-5 with, you know, JSN in my eyes falling
0: mm-hmm.
1: and Gibbs, although insane capital and Swift still on the roster, wasn't thinking he'd be a big contributor for my push. Yeah. Now I'd probably take the 1-5 and run with Gibbs, but I do like the value I got here.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like, well, it's not worth debating. Like, Swift, obviously, like, the Lions made their choice and they took Gibbs where they took him. But I just, I don't get it. And, like, if you're stuffing like, I don't think, I mean, maybe he thinks Gibbs is going to go early and a quarterback will be available. And I guess maybe that's worth it to get Stroud, Richardson, or Young or in his eyes if you want that young quarterback. But, ugh. Just this one was hard to comprehend. All right. Well, let's let's do the last Stefan trade. Uh Stefan and Kevin got together on a deal. And in this trade, Kevin received Matthew Stafford. And in return, Stefan received Rashad White and the eighth pick in the third round of the rookie draft. Nick, what are your thoughts on this one?
1: Well, Kevin had one starting quarterback on his roster with Almost no draft capital to try and get one. Mm-hmm. He had a younger running back who showed promise, and Tampa cut playoff Lenny, so he's probably the alpha there.
0: It's weird how much like fantasy analysts have like shat on Rashad White, or I, well, it's at kind least kind of
1: like us and Damian Pierce, right?
0: Yeah, but I feel like everyone like, or I feel like with White, it was because like. Shitty production, like running the ball, like it seemed like he's destined to just be a per. I mean, I don't know with this stuff, but it it just seemed like there was a lot of negativity around him the last couple weeks or month.
1: Yeah, his draft capital wasn't great, you know. Now they're going to Baker, so you can stack the box. I get it. Tampa's kind of in a rough spot, but I mean, he's still productive. But holding value, you know, in a quarterback versus holding value in a running back, as you saw with, you know, like the Jacobs trade, running backs lose value quick. Or the Chubb trade, you know, kind of you had that elite tier running back and getting older, you're not going to get as much. And even their value at peak is lessening because the NFL is going away from, you know, the bell cow back. So everyone's got two backs. You're kind of splitting. So their fantasy value and real life value have just been tanking the last few years.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I mean it's obviously hard to say like with Stafford, because I know there was, you know, he he wasn't great this year, obviously. And there was a Tommy John or something. Um, I actually don't know like what his exact situation was. It's like his elbow or his shoulder
1: that just gave
0: out. It was Yeah, I know it was bad, but I don't know exactly what it was. But, I mean, like, I know there was thoughts, like, he could retire. And um, that's quickly been, you know, this offseason pushed to the side. Um, And it seems like he's fully committed. So, I don't know. This just felt like maybe settling low on Stafford for, like you said, like a running back that just isn't a premier asset. And, you know, why are you, you know, prioritizing that. I mean, I guess maybe you could flip white for something, but I think that's a risky game as a rebuilding team, especially for a running back that isn't necessarily proven at this point. Yeah. Um I just I, I don't like it. Like I don't like the approach Stefan's taking to this rebuild so far. Um you're gonna commit to it fine. You know, let's see, you know, he's got a you know, Mixon and Aaron Jones, I, I can't imagine, are gonna be on the roster much longer or you know by September 1st um, I'm assuming he'd love to move Dak Prescott or Kirk Cousins um, but who knows what he's asking for maybe like the 12th overall pick or something like how we've seen some of these trades go down but I, I don't know I, I'm, I'm I'm baffled what What do you think Nick or are you probably talking about trading for the half of his current
1: son <laughs> of a DM actually um... yeah. Yeah, it. I was talking with him about this because I was wondering maybe throw in Stafford in my uh, Debo trade because I need that or I wanted that third quarterback. I guess I don't sure. really need it, but I, I just wasn't willing to pay much. I view him like you know Big ben, ben the last like year or two. He's just a shell. He's gonna be. Um, I don't think he's long for the NFL. I mean, I actually just pulled him up on Wikipedia because I was. Didn't know what his injury was. Apparently it was a spinal injury that got him out. And then all the stuff with his arm or shoulder came after.
0: Mm.
1: So, I mean, your back's fucked up and now your arm throwing arms fucked up. It's not a recipe for success.
0: No, it's definitely not the back. is not something to fuck around with. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I I guess like if you're, if you're worried about that, you just want to cash in. Um, I understand, or I, I could see that perspective, um, but uh, I, I don't get it. I mean, I'm sure Stefan will prove me wrong. You know, I, he's one of the teams you could probably, like, least out in this league, but I'm not seeing it, Stefan. Help me see the light, because I'm confused. Um, anything else on either this Steel Nick, or just in Stefan in general before we move on to your fantastic nice. mock?
1: Crazy thing is, even with all these trades,
0: he's still probably team one or team two. So, so that's my next question. We know Adam. Too much. No, Adams making the playoffs. Yeah, running away. He's penciling the buy. Gun to your head. Who's the other two teams in this division?
1: Um, probably Kevin, Kevin and Stefan. I don't think. Dan's there, especially with Williams now being suspended, so his wide receiver core is real rough. Oh, yeah. Apple Hans is my pencil. Not pencil, my permanent marker for pick one.
0: Yep. Yes,
1: it could be feisty, but he's going to be doing it with a shit ton of rookies. And as we've seen, you know, Sam's first real year going all in, you know, my year-ish last year, Rookies are just, they can boom, but man, they can really drop an egg too. So you can't really rely on it. Yeah. Unless his team, I mean, his running back, Algiers, took a massive hit. So you're stuck <laughs> with Pierce, which, I mean, I've kind of beat that dead horse.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So he's in a real tough spot. I think he's going to be probably where I was last year, you know, you got your running or your wide receivers are pretty studly now, especially with what he adds this year. He's going to have two super young quarterbacks. His tight end isn't good, but he's got that gaping hole at running back, which with his capital,
0: he can probably fill in the next year too easy. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm with you. I think I have Kevin definitely. And then I guess Stefan, but Stefan, I'm only writing in pencil, um, because I'm curious what other moves are gonna come in. Um, I mean for for Chris, yeah, like he's gotta like knock out of the park like these draft picks. Like he's got four first and two seconds. Like he's gotta like like four of those have to be like really good picks. And even if they are really good picks, there's no guarantee that they'll produce. And for Dan, like Dan needs to somehow turn like one three or, you know, a player into, like, multiple players because he needs, like, another, like, two to four pieces for this roster um, can be done. I think both of them, especially, you know, Kevin – or, excuse me, Stefan has, like, helped, um, you know, Kevin, you know, contend. Um, Can he help Chris or Dan or, you know, someone else? Like, maybe. Um, But, yeah, I, I guess Stefan, but I'm, like – at this point, Stefan's got to be doing moves, right? So, like, uh, I'm going to say Chris Chris makes the playoffs because I just can't imagine, like, Stefan doesn't make more moves. And at this point, like, if, you know, no half measure, Stefan's got to, like, miss the playoffs, right? Yeah, the
1: possibility certainly exists. But depending on <laughs> how this draft falls, I mean, crazier shit in our fantasy drafts has happened that a quarterback could fall to him, and he's back yeah. to... Trying but he's to already got it. two quarterbacks, yeah. yeah he's like, that's like one, like one and, and a half. Stuff. One and three quarters I'll go with. Kirky's been talked about being replaced for the last, like, two years now.
0: So, like, the year after he was, like, what, a top, like, seven, like, in average quarterback scoring, we are like, just writing him off after his team spent it on a first-round draft pick. Um, or spent a first on a... I'm, receiver. I'm not writing him off. I just don't think he's long for. So
1: if you're going to try and compete, which he's already sold off quite a few competing pieces, I would need Stroud or Bryce Young or Richardson to fall to me before I go back in for it.
0: Fair enough. All right. Um, let's move on to your mock draft. Let's, so everyone can, like, laugh at you. We gave you the pressure of putting one together. We're going to go through each pick, and, you know, maybe I'll bounce ideas off you, or we can kind of just discuss with what the teams might be considering as, like, the draft board approaches for them. So you start with the obvious, you know, you know where yeah, you're going with one Yeah, I'm taking one Yeah, obviously. Um, not much you can do with – I mean, that's, that's – Yeah, the, I mean, it,
1: Massive team need. I just mm-hmm. traded the farm for
0: it and yep. I'm picking him. So surprise. Yeah. And I mean, what are your expectations for him this year? Top five running back finish? Top ten. Yeah. Like, what is a what is the bare minimum like he has to do? I'd say top five. Yeah. You look
1: at Atlanta's running back numbers the last like two, three years, they're just insanely efficient. Algier yeah. had one of the most efficient seasons ever. I he mean, did. Cordell Patterson was like a top three running back. Mm-hmm. And now they actually have an elite runner. I honestly, I'd say he's probably running back one. It's,
0: you know, that's, I don't think that's bold. Like the situation just perfect. Like Arthur Smith, you can give this man like a lot of shit, but he knows how to put together a running scheme. And Bijan is so much more talented than Algier and Cordero Patterson.
1: He has arguably the best run scheme, maybe behind um, Shanahan, which yeah. is insane. Oh, yeah. And you have probably the best pure running
0: back in the NFL. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a good combination. All right, so at second overall pick is currently being made by Chris. Uh, what are your, where's he going with this? So
1: I differ from the NFL. I okay. say Anthony Richardson. He got the draft capital we were all hoping for.
0: Yeah, pretty juicy. Top and five. He's four overall.
1: The most athletic, talented human being in this draft.
0: Cannot argue with that. I mean, he's a certified freak.
1: Yeah. So I think he jumps, you know, the two people drafted ahead of him just on his floor is probably like 15 points a game just because of running.
0: Yeah, I agree. And it's a fun spot, I mean, with the Colts, I mean.
1: Oh, yeah, that's going to be a really exciting offense to watch.
0: If he, I mean, yeah, like it's hard to argue with this. I mean, Chris, his quarterback, he has Jimmy Garoppolo, and that's it. Um, I think the second pick has to be a quarterback. Is that a, a fair assumption or no? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Okay, third overall pick right now is going to Dan. And what are your thoughts or where's he going with it?
1: Well, I think Mac Jones kind of busting out. He's got a, the number 1 quarterback in fantasy maybe, probably. His boy, Josh Allen,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: I think he re-swings for a running or a quarterback with Bryce Young, number 1 pick. Carolina's actually set up decently for him with you no know, weapons and stuff and I think long-term he's a good pick. So I say Bryce
0: Young. Yeah, it's hard to argue with that. I mean, I think, but I think when you look at Dan's team and you look at, it it depends what his goal is, right? Like Dan, he's not on the podcast, so he can't defend himself. But like Dan's one of the few teams that like really, really, really wants to make the playoffs. And within reason, we'll go for it. If he still has that mindset, I feel like this pick has to be traded, right? Uh no. You don't know I think? have tried. And well, just a little I, I, league just, history. Just, just in general though. Like I'm not he, saying like oh, go ahead. He has
1: 18 trades through four four years. Five He's years.
0: Tough egg, tough egg to crack.
1: <laughs> yes. And he needs a quarterback. But I'm Mac saying- Jones doesn't put it up. Love, we own I don't know.
0: If he's gonna compete, he needs a quarterback. But he also needs two wide receivers, a running back, and a tight end. Yeah, I'm not arguing that. <laughs> I'm just saying though, if your goal is to compete and you look at this roster, who concerns you more between Michael Gallup, Gerald Everett, Wandale Robinson, Chase Claypool, and Mac Jones? Like Mac Jones has got to be low on like at Cam Akers. Like, Mac Jones has to be, like, low on that list of, like, concerns of players you're going to rely on. Jameson Williams yeah. suspended.
1: You're, you're I, not I'm not alone, saying but it's I don't smart. think
0: he's... Yeah,
1: I was going to say, yeah, sure, if you want to compete, go for it. Your roster's not ready to compete. You look at... You may make the playoffs in your league, which is neat. you get a late first. But once you run into the third place game or the championship game, you just
0: don't stand a chance against the other division. Yeah, but I mean, just making the, well, it goes both ways. Like I get that in theory, but also like strange things happen in the playoffs. It's a fluke. It's winning, get in, anything's possible at that point. So I'm not going to fault someone for making, wanting to make the playoffs, especially in a weak division.
1: I get that. But you look at how he's set up.
0: Mm -hmm. He doesn't,
1: you don't know. Okay. You make the playoffs. You're not getting a quarterback next year. For this sure. is your one shot to go for it, and well, there's three good quarterbacks that were drafted next year. I think there's maybe two quarterbacks yeah. I like.
0: Well, and it's it's always hard to forecast quarterbacks in drafts, oh, right? Oh, for sure. Because, I mean, you like, the grass them. is always greener, but there's always people that emerge, and then once the microscope happens, like the people that. Yeah, Loveless was supposed <laughs> to
1: go first overall. Yeah. So. Or Malik Willis, but yeah, I think. If he wants to compete, you have to trade it because picking a position player there is just literally setting value on fire.
0: Yeah. I'm curious though, are you is is Jordan Love like not happening? You're just completely ruling him out? I'm not, but he's you are. (laughs) Well, I am. You're
1: hoping. (laughs) I tried trading for him, so no, I'm not. Okay. Um but again, what chance do you have to get a top three pick with three quarterbacks taken in the
0: top four picks like the no, capitals I, there you have agree. to do it i agree i think when we talk about like ideal drafts like if i told you like what is the ideal like draft it probably involves like three quarterbacks coming an early and we're in a super flex league like we know how difficult quarterbacks are i agree the third overall pick should be a quarterback but similar to like Steve's situation. I and mean, when you look at Dan's team, it depends the approach he wants to take. If he's wants to take that step back, I think take the quarterback and then maybe explore moving some other players. If you want to contend, I think you gotta sell that quarterback that's worth quite a bit and maybe get some other pieces, maybe take a step back and um, try to build up this roster to. Even if it's not contending this year, I think that could still potentially be smart if you believe in Mac Jones and Jordan Love, which is a huge F.
1: Yeah. I mean, before everything, I tried going for Hall, too. He just, it seems like he wants to compete, which is, or doesn't want to blow it up. Yeah. And that's kind of hard. That's a fine line. And if you're not wanting to blow it up, but wanting to rebuild, mm-hmm. literally the only way you're getting a quarterback is through the draft.
0: Agreed. So, yeah, it has to be
1: a quarterback.
0: Fair enough. All right, moving on to the fourth pick, and Mr. Chris Hamburg is back on the clock. So, so wait, we haven't gone through it. So, who do you have Dan taking? Is that Bryce Young? Young. Okay. All right, so where are we going at 1.4 with Chris? Chris is going to
1: solidify his QB room with CJ Stroud.
0: Same logic, hard to argue with taking a top-five quarterback. 100%. He
1: needs quarterbacks. He'd have Richardson and Garoppolo to be his starting quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. Garoppolo's older. He's not that good. I mean, he's probably a quarterback two, quarterback three type. CJ Stroud taking number two overall. He's going to be there for a while. He needs quarterbacks. You don't know what pick you're getting next year. You load up.
0: Yeah, I mean, I agree with this. I think, you know, a similar situation, like if Chris does want to contend, maybe there could be an argument made you don't take a quarterback or you trade this pick. But like, again, I don't think that should be the approach. And when you look at Chris's team, like he has a lot of draft picks this year, but he has like no excess picks in 2024 and 2025. So like, there's a lot of like need our desire to like get things right and i think that includes getting two quarterbacks so i would much rather take two top five quarterbacks than potentially rely on what like will levis like with a later pick or um i don't even know hendon hooker like down the line in like the second um i'm with you i think quarterback makes the most sense here
1: so fun fact i did
0: yeah.
1: i was fucking around i did two rounds okay which we don't need to go through two but yep. i have him taking Hendon hooker as well He's just well, shoring it up.
0: I mean, I it's, you know, well, certainly talk more about Hooker. I think he might get drafted, in like, next week, somewhere in the second round. But it's a juicy spot in Detroit. They are loading up on that offense. Mm-hmm. All right. 1.5. Stefan is up. We've got the three quarterbacks off the board and B. John Robinson. What is he doing here? So this is tough.
1: Mm-hmm. He's obviously quasi trying to rebuild or get younger. Yep. I went between two people. I mean, if either of these people go in this spot, I wouldn't fault them. But I have him going Jameer Gibbs.
0: Okay.
1: He's a top 12 pick running back. They just cleared a huge room for him with moving uh, Swift. He's going to be the guy. He's an elite, elite pass catcher. So he's going to stick around. He's got the third down guaranteed since Montgomery's got stone hands. Yeah. And I think from a value standpoint, draft capital standpoint, he's the best player available.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's hard to argue with the the best player available. I do think that is the case. I think the only question is, again, like, you know, Stefan's team, um, you know, does he want to like just right away in a rebuild, like kick it off with a running back? Um, Just... I'm principal, you know, I, I get it. Like you should draft best player available, but like if he moves like these quarterbacks, like he's obviously, I don't, will love this isn't a question, but like does a wide receiver like make more sense? And then, well, which the one is the I have.
1: Yeah. yeah, I have a wide receiver and a running back for one, five, one, six. And yeah. if they go in either order, honestly, until the swift trade at one five, I was taking the wide receiver. I didn't like jameer gives a spot even with his capital i like the wide receiver himself i don't love the spot but i yeah. think he's just insanely talented
0: so here's my question for you like let's just sidebar with jameer gibbs right now they obviously traded deandre swift but we mm-hmm. knew he was on the, the outs oh, so whether sure. it happened like it, it was inevitable when they made that gibbs pick but they did side to um, David Montgomery to a pretty sizable deal for a running back. Like if I told you David Montgomery was going to slide into that Jamal Williams role, how do you feel like about Jameer Gibbs? Like could it, like what is Jameer Gibbs ceiling? Like if there's someone that's going to get all the goal line work, that isn't him.
1: I think with his wide receiver abilities or catching mm-hmm. abilities, I would still say he's his ceilings a wider or running back one top 12 running back. Okay. He is so good at catching the ball, like, and half their wide receiver core suspended. So, there's a good chance he's lining up the slot, and Montgomery's the running back
0: <laughs> potentially. Like I mean, that or,
1: possibility surely exists,
0: yeah. I mean, it's or St. Brown just feast, I guess. But, um, yeah, I don't know. That's just that's an intriguing one. Um, I'm really curious, just as a fan, to see how like that breaks down. Um, because you don't draft a first-round running back not to, like, use them, but especially as high as they did. But, like, we saw, like, last year, like, they just – they really shuffled things around, and um, their pass catcher just did not get that goal line work. And I, I get it, like, being the pass catcher, like, that helps you, but, like, touchdowns really, really helps you. And if he's not on the field for some of that stuff, I worry about if that limits the ceiling at all. Um, Certainly, yeah do you think from stefan's per- or okay do you think should gibbs like be the fifth overall pick like should this be traded if stefan like isn't interested um just to like recoup value or do you think like from a tier perspective after Bijan john goes after the three quarterbacks go like it's kind of like wide open that like there's no clear consensus and you can't like say oh you I gotta take this guy you gotta move him
1: wide open okay. i would say there's probably four players in this tier but i have two in like three a and two in three b okay so there's a little bit of gap but the two people that i have mocked for one five one six i like i said i would have taken another guy probably
0: okay all right so let's let's do it i'm up at 1.6 where am i going smith najigba wide receiver yeah so okay should i should I, should I, okay, are two, court, are two wide receivers going to go next? Yep. All right, so let's just do that real quick. 1.7, where's Chris going? Jordan Addison. And 1.8, I'm back on the clock. Where am I going? Quinton Johnston. Although,
1: okay. with you being on the clock, I could see it going one other person.
0: <laughs> it's my boy, the Great White Hope, with the Buffaloes? Um, no? I don't think so. Okay, never mind. I thought you were I thought it was a tight end joke.
1: It is a tight end joke, but I don't
0: think he was a Buffalo. Oh, okay. Interesting. Oh wait, that, that Dalton mm-hmm. kin kid? Yeah, that's who I have. Okay. Well, all right. Whatever. Let's talk about wide receivers. Bad joke that went over your head apparently. Um. So, Najigba was the oh, first overall. Buffalo. Fuck. N- Najigba was the first uh, wide receiver taken, but went to Seattle. Jordan Anderson goes to the Vikings. I mean, that's intriguing. We saw what Thielen has done. Um, he's clearly going to be the Robin behind Jefferson, but there is room in that offense for a wide receiver too. And then Quentin Johnson, I mean, arguably got the best landing spot. I mean, is this a case like of you just believing in talent and sticking with things, or how did you kind of break down these three picks and these three particular wide receivers?
1: Yep, so I think... Smith Njoku is the most talented wide receiver in this group. Um, mm-hmm. It's been said ad nauseum at this point that, you know, the last year two Ohio State guys went first round, yeah, great rookie years. And even those guys said he was the best wide receiver in our room. He's yeah. the most talented, his wide route running hands. He is the most talented of us three. And if those three, or if those two did what they did last year and he's more talented, well, shit.
0: I'm going with that. Yeah. And I mean, so out of curiosity, did the ordering of these three wide receivers change at all pre and post draft from your perspective?
1: Um. Y- no, actually. Okay. Well, there was one wide receiver I probably had before Quentin that fell. So I guess yes.
0: Okay. But. In the vacuum, nothing really changed the ordering of these three with how they were. These three, no. Okay. Um, so, for Addison, he obviously goes to the Vikings. Um, we know Jefferson's going to be the guy. Is there any concern with Hawkinson and Addison and them, like, coexisting, like, as the the pass catcher, too, in this Kirk Cousins-Vikings offense?
1: Somewhat, but even with how Hawkinson feasted, Thielen was still putting up good numbers. I mean, this is... A- yeah. Pass happy offense and extremely all the rumors around them not liking Delvin makes it even more juicy for him.
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. I think it's hard to argue. I think this is this could be a very fun offense. I like I, I really am excited to see Jordan Addison and Justin Jefferson on the field together. And then we get to Quentin Johnson. I mean, going to the Chargers again, kind of like similar to the um Seattle team. In the sense that there's two wide receivers ahead of him and Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. But both are getting up there in age. And the difference between Seattle and the Chargers is Mr. Justin Herbert, you know, a young quarterback that's a juicy situation. A massive monster. arm. Yeah. And a yak monster that they don't really have. Um, Quentin Johnston could be, I mean, he, he do you agree he offers maybe the most upside of these three wide receivers? For sure. I think he has the best
1: long-term look as it stands now because you know his quarterback for the next decade he's got yeah. two older wide receivers in front of him the mm-hmm. has got one ish yep and quentin johnson is i mean going into the year i probably wide receiver two but through college year, he was sneaking at talks of wide receiver one for a good yep. bit mm-hmm and he got an amazing spot like you said so I I think long term he's probably got the best view right now
0: okay I'm curious like in a vacuum for you and let's remove quarterbacks and probably tight ends but when you look at like running backs and wide receivers when they're drafted into like situations that are God awful and I'm not going to say like this is God awful for Jackson Smith but like you know, Metcalf and Lockett, like, they're pretty proven. Seattle doesn't do a ton of three wide receiver sets, um, at least compared to, like, some other teams. Um, So, you, you know that. You know, like, this year one, like, might not be an amazing situation for him. Like, how, you know, how do you, like, what's, like, the line? Like, do you just have to, like, believe in, like, the player? Or, like, can that drop a player on your board. And it doesn't have to be exactly an a this could be a running back. Like, look at, we're going to talk, I'm sure, maybe this round, but definitely see him in the second. With Seattle, Um, you know, Zach Charbonnet is going to Seattle and he's going to be the backup to Ken Walker. Like, obviously, he's probably not going to take over the Ken Walker lead role. But intriguing, like, long-term, and he was obviously drafted high for a reason. Like, how do you digest that situation and find that so value I, in it? You go subject? with talent.
1: Yeah. But- obviously talent draft capital kind of then is your next tier and then Mm -hmm. if i have two guys that you know i could go either way then it's landing spot and you know i kind of had that with my one five one six Mm -hmm. i did not like gibbs's landing spot when swift was still there there him and i think are both insanely talented i liked his landing the wide receivers landing spot a little better so he was my one five
0: okay So it's more of a tiebreaker than tier setter. understand. Yeah, no, I I buy that and I agree. I think you got to bet on talent. I think I'm a big believer in Dynasty that the cream will rise. You know, I I don't think like Lockett and Metcalf are scrubs, but I also think Seattle took JSN wide receiver one for a reason um, in this entire draft. I don't think it's for him to just sit around and do nothing. So... That's, you know, it's it's a simple way of looking at it, but, like, that's what I believe. Um, All right, let's get back to the draft. And with the ninth overall pick, we got a, a stretch of three picks for Steve. Uh, Where's Steve going? Yeah, yeah. I
1: was going to say, for these three picks, we'll just, any order, obviously, because he can do whatever the hell he wants with three in a row. Yep. So I have in this group, Zay Flowers, wide mm-hmm. receiver, Dalton Kincaid, yep. tight end. And I think he gets his quarterback will let
0: us. Okay. So let's talk about each of these, because I think each of these picks are really, really interesting. Zay Flowers, he... So we had a... On the first round, we saw four wide receivers go in a row. And we talked, you know, pretty extensively about the first three. But Zay Flowers was the fourth. And, you know, he goes to Baltimore. That isn't the most amazing situation, potentially. But... Is it? I mean, I don't know. Like, I feel like people are souring a little bit too much on Zay Flowers. Am I crazy? No, people definitely are. I mean, any wide receiver for the last
1: decade or so that Ravens have drafted hasn't really lived up. I mean, Hollywood Brown got traded and he kind of came alive, but you know, yeah. Bateman was kind of a flop. Um, I feel like I like, how does, it that, like how does
0: that like how does that like there does that kind of like taint things for like you or like when a team like just sucks at picking a player. Like the Patriots are like awful at taking wide receivers. So like I'm always just apprehensive when I see them draft anyone or like rumors like I'm like, "Oh, that player is going to die if he goes there." The Ravens, like I don't know if they're like outright bust. You can call Hollywood. Like Hollywood Brown is not an outright bust. And mech Ke- and Bateman, I think it's to be determined. But like having Juvinate, like they have not lit the world on fire. So like Is this going to be kind of like more of the same?
1: I think with the old offense coordinator, I would have felt more that way. Mm -hmm. But I think their offense going a different direction. And the only problem is, is he's kind of in a crowded room. You know, they got OBJ. Apparently they got Antonio Brown. They have Bateman (laughs) coming back, who maybe stay healthy once in his life. You know, Mark Andrews has always been the catcher, pass catcher one there. Yep and they run. They're run heavy teams, so the opportunities aren't there, but like you said, talent is there. Steve has so many holes it just makes sense that you you need wide receivers, you take the next highest wide receiver goes you know, drafted.
0: Yeah. No, yeah, I I buy it. Um all right, Dalton Kincaid um goes to Buffalo, late first tight end one. It was a bit of a shocker, but what a landing spot. This is an exciting one, right?
1: Oh, yeah, this is perfect. I mean, this is tight ends is a barren wasteland. Mm-hmm. You get a young tight end that honestly, his ability is just through the roof. He isn't quite the measurables as pitts, but as a wide receiver, is damn near on par. Yeah, he's not going to be asked to block. He just no. can't. It's not in his repertoire. He is a slot or he is an outside wide receiver tight end. Yep. So I think you lock up a barren wasteland with a guy who's young, great spot. Can't go wrong.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think obviously Diggs is Diggs, but, like, man, this, like, there's an opportunity, I think, for him to, like, really blow up in this offense. This is after B. John going to the Falcons – like, this is my, like, favorite landing spot for a player in the first round. Um, I just think with Josh Allen, you know, I think there's potential for very sweet, sweet things to happen. And I'm really curious to see where um, he adds, ends up, like, among the consensus. I do agree with, like, the 10th overall pick, like, that being where that makes the most sense. But I'm curious if he rises at all. Um or if we're maybe too high, but I, I personally agree with your assessment at 10.
1: Yeah. I mean with Titan Premium, mm-hmm. he was the one I was thinking that with you having one six, <laughs> I could potentially see him going up there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it's a really good line. Or it's Chris, of-
1: I mean, with one seven, if he's trying to compete, he's got a huge gaping hole at I agree. Titan. And that that would be a good one too. I could see him going much earlier, but I'd say one ten is his
0: floor. Well, the or one in interesting...
1: let's go with that since Steve yeah. has 111,
0: the one interesting thing with tight ends kind of similar to quarterbacks, like the real elite ones, like they cost a lot to acquire. Like it's yeah, everyone can... to get pits. Yeah. And that was just betting on potential, like getting like everyone can get like a solid tight end. Like that's not ridiculous, but like getting like that one in like the next tier or like the tier or two above that it's an arm and a leg. So like if you can find that in the draft, like that's huge.
1: Mm-hmm. and i think he definitely has i mean this was a great tight end class we don't really oh, yeah. say that ever yeah but maybe one of the he best is just ever. leaps and abounds offensively better than any tight end in this league or in this class you yeah. can't block for shit so that's gonna maybe limit that's... his field time but
0: but at the same time too like you don't get points for your your tight end blocking like you exactly. want them on the field catching so like as long as, like, this isn't going to take him out of the red zone, which it's not because he could very quickly be their second-best pass catcher, like, I'm not too concerned about that.
1: Nope, me neither. That's why I think he doesn't make it, obviously, past the first round, but I don't think he makes it pass, Steve.
0: I agree. All right, most likely
1: re- he's taken beforehand, but I don't think he makes it past Steve.
0: Okay. All right, let's wrap up with Steve's last pick. You had him have him taking Will Levis, and this is the one I just can't place. Um Walk me through your process with Will Levis.
1: Steve is not taking a quarterback this year. Yeah, he traded back. Mm-hmm. He's so got a Steve decent chance at some early picks next year. Yep. But he needs quarterbacks.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The quarterback fell fell to a great spot.
0: Still yeah, decently early. Yes, yeah, second overall pick in the second round. So. He pulled a court or, you know, a Matt Carell or Malik Willis or um, Desmond Ritter and have to wait yeah. till like midway through the third.
1: And I mean, I think there's after Zay Jones, there's a significant drop, teardrop in the next best wide receiver, at least in my eyes. He doesn't need a running back. It doesn't make sense for him to get a running back. He could yeah. reach for a wide receiver or reach for a quarterback that has a pretty solid blueprint to be a starter. I'd do that if I was rebuilding. I'd take that home run swing that I'm going to hit on, you know, a second round quarterback like Jalen Hurts that may turn into something. Now he doesn't have the mobility, but he's got the arm strength. He's being put in a great position and Steve can afford to do that home run swing.
0: Yeah. I buy all that Two follow up questions. One in like just a vacuum, ignoring like team needs. Do you think Levis is like the 11th overall pick in most super flex leagues? No. Higher think, or lower?
1: I think probably a little lower. Okay. But also teams drafting in the end of the first are competitive. For sure. Our league has a insane problem where entire draft boards are hoarded by two or three people in the league. So mm-hmm. it kind of skews from a regular draft where... People are competing and actually still adding to their competing team through the draft. We don't really have that in our league. Our competitors, or our competing teams, add through trading their picks for older players.
0: Yeah, and so I,
1: the trend may be turning around, but it, I,
0: yeah, it's a slow process. And teams are just perpetually trading their draft picks three years exactly. out. Exactly. So, um, so my next question is: Do you think this is maybe a potential? trade spot like do you think steve is going to take three straight picks or do you think maybe selling this spot for i don't know whoever RB 3 is make might make more sense um for steve he obviously has a lot of ammo so i don't think he's just looking to give it away but if you can get something nice i mean is this a potential window for someone to move up to get a i don't know devon a chain or um zach charbonnet maybe or who knows whatever that guy is or I mean, Potentially,
1: but you again have the problem where so few people in our league have draft capital that the teams competing, can they afford to even move up? You're going to have to give away a player because you're not giving away future picks that you don't have. So it's tough, I think, to try and trade back in this league when the only people who have draft capital are the teams trying to rebuild that maybe don't necessarily want to trade up for a
0: running back. All right, here's my trade, Picasso. So we have Stefan taking Jameer Gibbs at 5th, at 5 overall. hmm Stefan calls up Steve and offers the second round 5th and second round 12 for 1.11. What do you say? To take Will Lovis.
1: If I'm Steve, I probably don't accept that little bit of value. I, I would need more, but it's worth shooting it's out and doing it. But
0: Yeah. Well, or the twenty fourth overall pick isn't worth it. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. But no, I think that I think that's an interesting window. But I do agree with you. Like, there's hard. It's hard to see because Steve doesn't want most players, or the player that he wants is going to be like a young player. So like finding that matchup is tough.
1: And I mean, it fits the bill for him too. Is you're not looking to compete this year.
0: Well, no, for sure. Probably
1: not starting this year.
0: Nope.
1: I so agree. you're getting a. Potential starting quarterback without absorbing any points.
0: I buy it, but I guess what? Do you, so okay, we know it's a good situation. We know he's not going to start this year. We know he he went early in the second, and a team traded up for him, so they clearly want him. But with all that said, I mean, do you think Love is bust, or do you think he's going to make it like a year from now? Like, how are we viewing Love's two years from now? What's your gut call?
1: I think he's going to be. Kind of like a Ryan Tannehill, Jared Goff. Kirk Cous- <laughs> uh, Cousins maybe a higher tier, but he's going to be a solid quarterback, too, that won't win you weeks, but he may not lose you weeks.
0: Yeah. I saw this, like, awesome meme someone posted, and it was, like, a picture of, like a dad like in his like fifties he was wearing like a obnoxious yes, flannel I it saw was that. Christmas morning and he's holding up the same flannel and he's like the Tennessee Titans Tannehill Will Levis. it's like I think the same I saw thing. the same
1: thing last year with Malik Willis but <laughs> yeah I mean they they have a type and yeah he's in a good spot and who else that's where I kind of came down to it. it's like all right well maybe Will Levis goes later but who else does he take? I don't like, I mean, it's such a big drop down in wide receivers for me that this is the only one that made sense. He could maybe go Michael Meyer. Maybe if you want to try and make sure you lock up tight end, one of them might hit. But I think taking a swing on a QB over a tight end makes more sense.
0: I buy that argument. All right, well, let's wrap this first round up, and we have Chris back on the clock uh, for his fourth pick, where we end in things.
1: So, Chris is elated because Devin Acne or whatever Mm -hmm. falls to him.
0: Yeah. Great draft capital.
1: Fantastic spot. You know, we said Chris had to really knock this out of the park to compete. He needs running backs. I think this is a fantastic fit for him. It makes the most sense.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, Chris walks out in your mock draft with... He's got Richardson, Richardson.
1: he has Troud. Stroud, Addison, and Acme.
0: That's pretty good. I, that's, I think that's knocking out of the park. Yeah, I agree. I think that's best case scenario. Um, it's, so you obviously have Walker. <laughs> what are your thoughts on Charbonnet and how that situation is going to play out? Are both of them just neutered? in the Seattle offense, or do you think like there's a path to both them being relevant or how does this play out? Cause Charbonnet was the higher drafted player. He actually went in the mm-hmm. second round. Um, and, you know, a cane, obvious chain went to um, the dolphins in the third round, which it's not that much of a difference, but it's still noticeable. Um, What are your thoughts? Yeah. Th- these are two
1: players that I had, a real tough time they were in the exact same level Mm -hmm. and then it came to landing spot was my tiebreaker and obviously the tiebreaker going with landing in miami with no real back in front of you that you're too worried about is just run to the podium with that pick yeah with walker the walker situation i think They're not necessarily neutered. I think their floors are going to be pretty good. It's always been a pretty run-happy offense with Pete Carroll, but their ceilings are neutered 100%. I still think Walker will feast, but...
0: I mean, but Walker's going to drop from what, like RB3 or 4 in Dynasty to, like, is he going to stay in the top 10? Should he stay in the top 10? Oh,
1: sure. I think so.
0: Okay. I think he'll stay top 10, but... But I think he's going to be, like, 9 or 10, or I think he should. Yeah, I mean, he should take a big hit, which sucks. But,
1: mm-hmm. I mean, he's proven he's an elite runner. I think the passing game is going to go to uh, Charbonnet. Mm-hmm. But I think the touches and the goal line touches are going to be walkers, which kind of catapults him. You know, it's like the Chubb-Hunt uh, situation. Both had right running back one easy floor, or like easy aspirations.
0: Oh, yeah. One of them was out, you could pencil them out.
1: Yeah. yeah. Like Chubb always outscored him. And I think that's kind of the Walker charbonnet situation. I think Walker's always going to outscore him. But if Charbonnet takes a wheel route to the house, which is very likely and very mm-hmm. capable of, he'll have those wide running back one weeks.
0: I buy that argument. Um, all right. Well, any sort of just. I know you, we're not going to go through the second round, but, like, any sort of thoughts, like, into the second round or just in general with the rookie draft before we wrap up this week's pod?
1: Three tight ends go in the second round, which I
0: think is pretty crazy. Three more or three total, counting? Three teams more. Head. Yeah, I think it's hard to argue with that. I mean, it's, it's, it's really, this draft is so crazy. Like, the running backs unfortunately just shat the bed outside of gibbs and robinson and that's what's gonna separate this class from being like a good class i still think it's gonna be good from potentially being a great class like so many tight ends so many quarterbacks the wide receivers suck but we knew that but the running backs they let us down oh for sure all right well um let's see we're drafting in eight days Monday the 8th, so...
1: And, Chris, you're on the clock because Bijan Robinson is drafted.
0: (laughs) Fair enough. Well, um, I'm hoping we see some moves. We'll be back probably not this coming week, but definitely sometime after the draft starts. I'm sure we'll kind of have a midway cap of how things are going um, in the first two rounds before we hit the break till we wrap up the third and fourth rounds in August, but hopefully we'll be back with the tripod and Dan will you know, bless us with his wisdom and Dan. What the fuck he's doing. I, I I just, you know, I love Dan because Dan is like wild card with a lot of his stuff. And it's, you know, Dan's like the chaotic, uh, neutral person that we need in this league. So I'm here for it. And we need him in this pod. So there well, you go. All right. Till next time, fellas. Have a good one. Adios. Bye.